Welcome to the let's be welcome. Welcome to the let let's be let let's be. Welcome back to the let's be Frank podcast, hosted by me, Frank Alampi. Guys, this is a this is a heavy episode. Wow, like we're only two episodes in to my new talk show, and already getting sad and depressed. Like, I don't know what that says about the trajectory. I had a stroke. The trajectory. Fuck. I can't say that word. Wait, let me try. Traject. Traject. One more time. Trajectory. Trajectory of this podcast. But um, I, you know what? Actually, I think it's very real. It's very honest. Because if I came on here every week and I was like happy and overly excited every single time, I feel like that is not fucking real. Like this is real raw emotion because I'm talking about something that's very close to my heart today. Like something that is quite personal, not even quite personal. This is extremely personal. Like, I don't know. This is, um, this is a, this is a very different video than I ever film, um, regularly. I'm very lost for words because I, I'm very nervous about what I'm going to be talking about. I need to breathe because if I don't, I'm going to start I'm going to act up and I'm going to forget what I'm supposed to be saying. And then it's, it's going to be a whole thing. So let's, let's get serious guys. Welcome back to my podcast. Um, it's been maybe like a week and a bit since we last spoke. You haven't missed much, babes. There's not much that's been missed. Um, what, what has changed for me in the last, I think it's been two weeks. What's changed for me in the last two weeks? Hmm. Honestly, not much. I'm starting to really like my job again. Um, it's not that I wasn't liking it. I was just going through a period where I I wasn't a fan of work altogether. But I'm starting to like get back into working properly and like feeling good at work, which is like a big factor. Like if you don't feel good where you work, like that's when everything starts to go wrong. So I'm starting to ease back into that. Um, it was just a hard transition. When I tell you why, I feel like it'll make more sense. But there's not like a whole bunch of sense here, I feel. Anyway, as you can tell from the title, um, I'm single. (laughs) That's so weird to say. I don't, I know that this seems so dramatic, but you guys have to understand why this is such a big deal because I've literally never been single. Like I've always been with one person and it's not a big part of my life that I've shared on social media and for many reasons there was points where I was sharing things and it just never was received well like I I couldn't ever not post something with my ex-girlfriend and have people not comment on the fact that they think I'm gay or just mean things about that relationship that hurt me personally hurt me because this was something so sacred to me when I tell you like this was the only thing in my life that mattered. Like it was the only thing in my life that mattered. I really was that person that I met my girlfriend really young. I fell in love so fast and that's it. That was my life. And I was so content and happy with that. And I was happy with that not ever changing for me, but life isn't like that guys. And I'm probably not the first person to ever say this to you, but it's just not like that. Life is so fucking evil and cruel and time is just the bane of our existence here on planet earth not to be deep but time is just such a cunt (laughs) there's no easy way to say that like it's just it's just evil but I feel like I've touched on so many things there we need to slow down let's start with my mental state 
where I'm at right now. Um, today is the 21st of October. Where am I in my life right now? Mentally, I'm doing a lot better. I'm doing a lot better, guys. I was um I was really going through it this year, and I I'm still borderline going through it. There's still so much change that you don't realize comes with a breakup. Like the expected change, of course, not being with that person anymore. The changes after that though are just like you don't realize how much your life revolves around one thing until it seems like everything around you has changed. And that's been my story. Like I haven't got anything in my life today that feels the same as it did prior to this breakup. Now I was with my girlfriend for eight years, eight years this year, and I'm 23. So if we're going to do the math there, I've been with her since I was 15. So literally all my teenage years were spent with this one person, my early twenties, all with this one person. And there's nothing I'm going to say on this podcast, on this episode today, that is meant to be disparaging or like, I guess, just malicious towards my ex-girlfriend because she's still my best friend. We're still, we're still very close. And like, I have such a love for her, no matter what has happened like that, nothing can take that away from me. Like, and I think that's why I'm so much more comfortable filming and like talking about this now than I was like three months ago. That's crazy to say, but it's been, we've been broken up officially since August, like the start of August. So it's been a while, but like, it hasn't been extremely long. Like it's been what's that, like three months, two months, August, September, October, yeah, like three months, and to put things into perspective, we were on a break from the start of May until August when we broke up, so what's that, May, June, July, August, that's four months of break, and then three months since we've been broken up, so we've spent most of, most of this year, I have been, I guess, technically single, but I haven't talked about it online. I've dropped hints here and there and people have guessed that. I'm sorry, guys. I'm like, my voice is getting shaky. I, I'm not, I don't want to be one of the people that cries on camera. So I'm really trying not to because I don't do that anymore. I don't cry anymore. I'm trying to just keep it together. I'm so sorry. Like I, my voice sounds so shaky, partially out of breath from walking up the stairs so fast, but then also like, I'm just very emotional about this because I still really love this person. Like it's so hard for people to understand, I guess my situation, because when you break up with someone, it's typically, typically because you don't like that person anymore. Like you've grown a disdain for them or like you've just realized that I guess you never really were meant to be. And like, that's not my, my story. Like I, I'm still very much so right person, wrong time. Like, it's just, we've been together since we were babies. Like, we were 15, like, babies. And we did things so much faster than anyone that we know. Like, out of all my friends, I only know, like, maybe two that have lived with their partners. And it is just really, 
it's really hard. Like no one outlines what you're meant to be doing in a long-term relationship while also being in your twenties while like having to work full time, like having to support yourself. Like no one, no one outlines these steps for you. Like you're just expected to know what to do and nothing is like it seems on TV, on reality TV, like nothing is real until you're actually in the situation. And then you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? Like how am I, like, how am I a person? Like, what have I done with myself since being on this earth? And like, so young to be saying that, I understand, but it's still, it's still a big thing. I'm jumping so far ahead of myself. Let's start, like I said, my mental health has gotten a lot better, but let's jump back to May. Um, again, I'm going to be very raw and honest, but straight up, no one will know the personal details of my relationship. If you're not in my immediate circle, in my immediate family, it's no one's business. Like it really isn't. And I don't feel comfortable talking about it like that because it never was like that. I I never really was the type of person to be sharing, I guess, things about my relationship and things that would be going on. Like that just wasn't me. And I've never been like that because I cherish that so much. And sometimes outside voices have such a strong impact on what your relationship is like and I guess the outcome of your relationship. So I have always been extremely private about that. And if you're following me or you're watching on YouTube and you used to watch my vlogs back in the day, you know who I'm talking about. You know my girlfriend. Um, if you saw my early TikToks, um, you also know my girlfriend. But people that are brand new to me have no clue that I had a girlfriend for eight years and it's strange it's a very strange dichotomy because when we were together and whenever I'd bring her up people I would always get the comments oh my god he's not with like he's not single he's got a girlfriend question mark um I thought he'd have a boyfriend great classic love that so original um so a lot of people don't know this part of me which is fine And that's actually how I wanted it. Honestly, for a plethora of reasons. One, my ex-girlfriend hates this shit. Like, really supported me. Always has been so very much like, go you. But like, it's not her. Like, she's not the type to sit down and like, even take a photo of herself. So, she doesn't like being on camera like that. I keep saying all these things that make her sound like a ghost. Like, she's not a real person. But, (laughs) guys, I made it all up. I've made it all up all these years. I wasn't dating anybody. Um, yeah, I'm trying to be funny. I'm I'm not in a funny mood. I'm really not in a funny mood. Okay. So I've never shared shit like about us because it wasn't a thing that she felt comfortable with and I didn't feel comfortable either. So that was fine. I'm happy with that. So going back to May, things just... Things just fell very quickly. Like everything seemed to be fine. Everything was good. And then one day it just all changed. And it, it it's very concerning when I guess you see things change so fast when you're so used to being in the comfortable state that you are. Like when I tell you eight years we've been together, we've lived together from for probably six of them eight years. And 
as soon as I turned 18, we were living together. I was living at her dad's house. Um, we, we just lived together at, in this like little shoebox house that had like mold everywhere. Then like we lived with my cousin and then, you know, we moved into here by ourselves and it's been like such a whirlwind and it went so quickly but I'm looking back and reflecting and being like that's so many years of my life like that's so much time on this earth and let me like make this clear like none of it's wasted it's not wasted time and I don't regret any of the time together I just I'm in a place today where I don't know how I don't know how like I functioned as a person before I guess the breakup like I'm not sure how I was like doing everything because as soon as I got an inkling in May that things were about to get rocky and like scary I fell apart so fast and I'm I'm really not the type of person who falls apart very fast like I've I've worked on that so hard because that was me. When I was like going through all my shit in my teen years, like I would break very fast and I hated that about me. So I, I really worked on building a tough exterior and like being a lot more, I guess, nonchalant about how things affected me. So this is the first time in maybe two years that I've truly gone through such a fucking bad depression and to the point where like I couldn't leave the house and like I didn't really want to see anybody and just doing things that like seemed very out of character for the person I was before the breakup happened and like or before the break started I should say because that's (laughs) that's a whole nother story we'll get into it but when the break started in May I just fell apart and I didn't know how to do anything anymore. And like, I I was so angry about how things were and like just angry at myself because like when I'm going to be so raw and honest, like at the start when things were getting shaky, it wasn't initiated by me. And I felt a lot of embarrassment and shame about that because like, I know that this is so unrelated and, like, it shouldn't matter. But, like, when you have people online that don't know you say things about you and, like, say things about something that is already so personal and you only show glimpses of, when you hear or see them comments, it sticks with you no matter what and no matter who you are. Like, it sticks with you and you can't change that. It just – it is what it is. So when we're going through the break at the start and – wasn't initiated by me I felt so much shame and embarrassment and like I failed and like everyone was right about this like everyone was right that this was never going to work out and this is you know like it's a one-sided feeling like it's a one-sided relationship and it it makes you feel so crap and I already have a problem with overthinking imagine that on top of already like you post shit on social media People know about your relationship to some extent and then sitting there being like, oh my God, like when people figure this out, like everyone that's always said mean things or like negative things about this relationship are going to just be so vindicated and feel so good about themselves. And 
the last thing I want is for anyone to get satisfaction out of this breakup because that's truly evil shit. That's so evil. And like, it was such a pure first love that it doesn't deserve to be, I I guess, shit on by strangers that have no clue about what was happening or who we are as people and who I am as a person. So guys, I'm getting so passionate. I'm scaring myself. So at the start of this break, it wasn't initiated by me. So for the first, like honestly, three months, pretty much the entire break, I was a mess. Very, very different person than you're seeing, I guess, today. I just completely fell off. I I didn't want to eat anymore. Like I was going to the gym literally almost every other day or every day. And that's fine. Like the gym is healthy, but I wasn't having a healthy relationship with exercise and fitness. Like I was doing it because I was angry and like I wanted, uh, it's going to sound so stupid. Like I just wanted to hurt myself. Like I just wanted to feel more in pain than I was because like I was sick of feeling upset about that. Like I didn't want the the breakup to be what was hurting me. Like I, I wanted it to be like, I took back the power and like I was hurting myself. Like I didn't want to give anyone the satisfaction, even this person who I love so dearly that I've been with for eight years. Like I didn't want her to like, I guess feel like she was doing the harm to me. Like I wanted to be like, no, I'm hurting myself. Like it's okay. Like you're not hurting me. I'm doing it to me. And I've only recently started to look back and realize that's what I was doing. Because at the time I was like, oh my God, I'm just doing my typical thing. Like if I'm going to break up with her, like at least I want to walk out of this being different. Like I want to, I want to have a fucking glow up. I want to look so different because like I'm going to show everybody like I'm fine. And that's not a good reason to be trying to do these changes. Like it's not a good reason, period. So you can just imagine that in itself being a whole separate issue aside from the breakup, but I guess exacerbated by the breakup. I'm saying breakup so much because I've been so scared to say it these last couple months. I, Like I said, we've been breaking up since August, so it's like three months that I've been really scared to like slip up on TikTok and say it or like, you know, I guess allude too much to being by myself these days because I didn't want what has happened, which is I've gotten at least, and I'm not even just trying to be dramatic and be like, oh my God, people message me. I've had at least, I want to say 50 or so DMs about this topic. And then on top of like, at least, like at least over a hundred or so comments on random videos on my page about like, are you not with your girlfriend anymore? Is he not with his girlfriend anymore? And like, so bad to the point where I did restrict my girlfriend's name. Um, not that anyone can spell it anyway. Like it's one of them names that is spelled the way it's said, not the way it's like usually spelled. So no one was getting her name right anyway, but like I had to restrict that word because that word, her name, I had to restrict her name because I, I, I really wasn't in a place where I could see them comments because I was already so far removed from social media. That was like the last thing on my mind. Like I truly lost all passion. Like I I lost all want and need and I guess validation from posting online. Sorry guys. I know that's not something that you guys want to hear, but I didn't give a fuck. Like I was, 
I was truly just not focused on anything other than the fact that I was going through this breakup. And for so many reasons, but obviously the biggest one being like, who am I without this? Like, who am, who is Frank by himself? Like, I've never just been Frank. Like, even throughout high school, like, it was never just like me. I was never like the only person that was the star of my life. Like, it was me and this person, me and these people. Like, it was never just me. And I've, never really been solely by myself. I've lived out of home, um, out of my childhood home for a long time by myself, but not really by myself. I had my best friend with me as well. Like I I had my girlfriend, my best friend, she, she was there for all of it. So how am I supposed to move on and have new shit happen in my life when she's not going to be there to like, just be the sideline. Like she's not going to be my backbone she's not gonna be there anymore so I really did not give a fuck about anything social media I didn't even give a fuck about like showering like I, I, I didn't care about any of these things like I didn't care about eating and that's a big thing for me like I'm a big fat ass like why was I not eating but it's just you lose all hope and want to do anything and it's such a cliche like oh everyone goes through a bad breakup like everyone's breakups are bad not necessarily, like, I know so many people that had good breakups or, like, healthy breakups where it was healthy for the reason of being, like, they were in a toxic relationship, they broke away from it, healthy for them, but this has truly been one of them breakups that is so devastating to me, obviously, because it's myself, I'm very biased, but devastating in the sense that it's not two people that don't love each other anymore, it's, like, we're just both at very different points in our life that being together just wouldn't be fair like it wouldn't be fair to hold each other back from who we should or could be over like the selfishness of wanting to be in a relationship still like I could just imagine like if after the break because the break was a long time like four months and in that four months of course there was talks of like getting back together and you know, she had moved out during the break. She went and lived with her dad, um, who's literally like five minutes away. Like she wasn't that far away still, but she was still, she's five minutes away. She's not here. So that was extremely difficult, extremely difficult to sit here in this house like that we got together. Like I remember walking into this exact room, like the day that we looked at the house and like being in here and like, being so excited because we're like, we're going to get this house. This house is so cool. Like we're so excited to do all this shit together. Like I I just couldn't escape the relationship because everywhere I was looking, it was reminding me that we're not together anymore. So I'm telling this like, it's a story. Like it really is my life. It's not a story. Fucking hell. Like I'm narrating my own story, but it's just, it's been wild. It's been really crazy. And the amount of alone time that I've had or had, I've, I've been a lot more social these days, but the amount of alone time that I was having at the start was clearly not healthy. Like I love my own company. I, I am really my best friend, my own best friend, but genuinely like that much time by yourself, you just start 
to think about everything wrong. Like it, it's so hard to not get to that place because it's just you and your thoughts and the cats. I did talk to them a couple times, but they weren't very responsive. Um, so I was just, I guess, digging into all my past trauma shit, which honestly I thought I was so good at dealing with and I thought I had dealt with and kind of closed the chapters on. Turns out, babes, when you're sad, when you're depressed, everything comes out in the wash. It will all come out. Everything. Everything. The smallest things. Smallest things that like happened to me in high school or like with people in high school were coming up and like I had to like sit back and deal with this shit sitting by myself every day, not leaving the house. When I tell you not leaving the house, I didn't move from the couch pretty much for a month straight. Did not move from the couch. All I was doing was listening to what was I made for? What Guys, I'm stuttering. What was I made for by Billie Eilish over and over and over again? That and Cigarettes After Sex, like that band, all of their songs went off. Loved it. Labyrinth, Not Alone, or no, So Lonely. I've never felt so lonely, felt so alone. And I-, I think it's felt so alone. I think that's what it's called. But listening to them on repeat and Paloma Faith, Only Love Hurts Like This. <laughs> I had a whole night, guys, where I got really drunk, sat by myself downstairs and was singing that at the top of my lungs. The way none of my neighbors were concerned about me, like not one of them came to knock on the door and be like, are you all good in there, babes? Did not give a fuck. Rightfully. You know what? I wouldn't do that either. Like if I heard them singing, I'd be like, yeah, I know what they're going through. It's fine. So maybe they did know and they just didn't want to be nosy. That's a lie because this neighbor over here, very nosy gal. So, I mean, if she heard, she definitely would have been at the front door. That's okay. Um, I just, I had some lots of downtime to contemplate and think about things that I didn't think about for years. For years. How do you, when like your brain is still developing, you're 15 and then suddenly you wake up one day and you're 23 and you've been in this eight year relationship and you feel like you've missed out on things that I guess really in retrospect, my relationship did hold me back from. Like there were so many things that I wanted to do that I never did because I didn't want to upset the other person. And it was like never things like, oh my God, I wanted to fuck this person. I wanted to go like make out with all these people and I couldn't because I was with this person. No, it's like just the small things. Like there was concerts that I didn't go to because I knew that she didn't like them and I didn't want to go by myself. And who was I going to go with at the time? Like I didn't have a big friend group where where I could just go do shit like that with people. Like it's just small things like that that you think about and you're like, well, would I have had more friends at these ages if I wasn't in a relationship? And like that wasn't the only thing I focused on. There's so many what ifs, but like I can't get caught up in the what ifs. Because that's what really fucks you up the most and made me so depressed. Because all I was thinking the whole time is like, what if the day that we had like this big talk? Because let's backtrack again. The way that that this all came about is all from a movie. Like my life is the notebook. And I'm not even just saying that to be like, oh my God, I'm so, so special. No, like my life is like the notebook. So we're just... It was just one casual day. The sun was shining into the house. Door, I think the back doors were open at the time. And we sat down on the couch and we just had this heart to heart about what she was going through at the time and what she was feeling. 
And I at no point in this conversation picked up on the fact that, oh, okay, this might be something that is going to affect our relationship. Never could have thought it. A week goes by and things are just getting weird. Like you just feel a shift in the dynamic and like it's hard to ignore that when you've been with this person for every day for the past eight years. You pick up on everything. The smallest little inconvenience they have, you know straight away and you know what it was. So I was getting a vibe, but I couldn't pick up why. <clears throat> I couldn't pick up why this was happening. And I eventually picked up on what was happening. <laughs> and it led to the break, which I was so against at the start because, like I said, I wasn't the one to initiate these things. I really wasn't open and wanting to do that at the start because I thought everything was fine and we had seemingly a perfect relationship and I just had such big goggles on that I couldn't even see past anything. Like I couldn't see past this relationship and what that meant in the biggest scheme of my life. And am I extremely happy? Am I just settling? Like, am I comfortable? Like what, what do I feel? So during that break, and the depression and all the trauma that I had to deal with and like that came up, I also had to start questioning this one thing in my life that I was always so sure about. Like I was always so sure about my relationship. I never doubted it for a second. And we just have gone through so much together. Like aside from just growing up together, like we've worked together, we, we've been through like family issues on both sides. Like we've been through so much life together and big moments. So how could I ever picture not being with this person forever? And like that being my end game. So in the break, I had to ask myself the hard questions of like, were you truly happy? Like, were you just settling? And it's just Pandora's box. Like once you start asking the questions, like you start just realizing how much you don't know who you are and like I have no clue who I am like I'm slowly starting to figure myself out but I had no clue who I was like four months ago like if you ask me who I was back then like I couldn't even give you an adjective to describe who I was like I truly lost who I was because I was so content and so sure that I was this guy who fell in love with my high school sweetheart and we're going to get married one day. We'll have a bunch of kids. And that's like enough for me. Like if I don't do anything in this life and I have to work like a shit job that I hate forever. Like as long as I've got that, I'm I'm fine. Like that's what would have made me happy. Oh my God. Like not my voice breaking. I'm going through puberty at the same time, guys. Fuck me. There's so many emotions. Um, But I truly would have been happy with that. So having to figure out who single Frank was and who he'd be happy with. And if he, if I even was happy with me, like, did I even like myself as a person? And I didn't like, I, I didn't like who I was because it wasn't who I felt I was. And like, this isn't a coming out story. <laughs> oh my God. If if this was one of them situations where I was like, guys, we broke up and guess what? I figured out I'm gay. I can't tell you how how much validation there would be for thousands of people in this world. 
that have just automatically assumed I'm gay from the way I talk and the way I act and because I move my hands in a certain way. Um, but it just makes me laugh because I know that there's people watching this that are waiting for that. <laughs> so if you've gotten to this point, babes, just know, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I got the bars. Hard to imagine that anyone would ever break up with me. Um, let me take that back because it was a mutual breakup towards the end, which is what I'm getting to. So in the break, ask myself all them questions. I just, I had answers for them finally. And like, it took months for me to figure out the answers and months of like questioning to truly be comfortable with admitting these things to myself. But I did. And when it came to August, um, my ex-girlfriend had moved back in. And the week that she moved back in, we, everything had changed. We hadn't lived together for like three months at this point, And we just live very differently already. So that change was hard or like immediately hard. Imagine not living with someone that you have lived with for so long, for three, for three months. Okay. And in that three months, you've gone through the most heartbreak, the most depression, the most anxiety, stressful, like just horrible time in your life in part to do with this person leaving in the first place and then they come back. That doesn't like instantly make things go back to how they were before anything was afloat, like before the break was even a thing. You just sit there and you're like, oh, we're very different people. Like we're, we're very different in many ways. And like, I don't think I can go back to who I was before. Like, I don't even know who that was. So I don't know how I'm going to live with you anymore because this is just, it's different. It's so different. And it's so, let me just also throw this out there. I've had the luck of going through a breakup with someone who like truly to her core does care about me. And I'm not going to like put it lightly, like she's really hurt me and I've really hurt her during this time. Like we've hurt each other back and forth, but like never to the point of I hate this person and like I could never not see them again. Like there's such an immense amount of love in my heart always for this person, always, no matter what. And just like a respect that even when things got really bad, it was never bad enough where like, I was like, I never can see you again. And like, I hate you. It just wasn't my story. So I'm very lucky that that's my, I guess my experience with the breakup, but I know a lot of people aren't the same. And I think that's truly because she is my like soulmate and I, Oh fuck. I just hit the mic. Sorry about that guys. Um, I know that's very confusing because if someone's your soulmate, like why aren't you together? I don't know a world right now where we're together and we would both be happy. Like we both need to be happy and like, it can't just be, I'm happy for a couple months and then she's not happy for a couple months and then vice versa. Because that, that was looking back how our relationship was. Like there'd be a couple months where I'd be unhappy and she'd be really happy. And like, we couldn't, we couldn't obviously create a path where we both were on the same page all the time. And that's just really 
just a testament to young love. Like it's very hard and you're writing the rules yourself. Like there's no guidelines. There's no idea of what you should be doing. So there's just not a world right now where that makes sense. And I've grown to become very accepting of that where even a month ago, I was still struggling to say, yeah, we're broken up and I'm okay. So I'm very proud of that. And it's a very, again, it's a very big testament to who I was with and who I'm going through this breakup with because there's no one in this world that I could go through this with and have this experience. She truly just understands me and we just get each other. So we both know when we've checked out and we've both checked out. So God, that got really depressing and sad again. Guys, I imagine having to watch this back as the editor, me, and having to watch yourself go through these things. How am I not meant to cringe at myself? Like, I know I'm really sad and haha, it's really funny to be depressed sometimes, but babes, where's the comedy? Throw a joke in there every now and again, please. Give us some light with this heavy, heavy whipped cream. Like, we need some air in here and I'm sweating under this fucking leather jacket. I feel like I skinned someone's couch. It's a whole thing. It's a mess. Guys, if you're... <laughs> Just changing topics again. Um, If you're watching on YouTube and you can see what I'm wearing, tell me I look hot and sexy. I need to hear it right now. And it's not because I need people's validation. I just need to read things about myself that are nice. So tell me I'm hot, flying, sexy, and beautiful because I really feel that today. If you're just listening to us on Spotify or Apple, I'll describe what I'm wearing to you. So I'm wearing this leather jacket that has red accents all over it. It's very sporty. It's very car racing vibes. I'm giving Fast and the Furious or David Beckham if he was fat. Um, jeans, I've just got these washed out, really, really aged Y2K jeans on. So comfortable. So good quality love them. Shoes, I'm just wearing a Zara shoe. It's a really chunky, like school boy shoe, you know, laced up. It's leather, but it's like shiny leather and it's chunky as fuck. It gives me like an extra, at least three inches in height. So I'm finally reaching that six foot. Guys, I'm lying. I'm like five, four, but I'm also wearing an Ed Hardy hat. Um, lovely gal. It's lovely outfit. It's cute. on. It, it's a cute ensemble. I'm very proud of it. So yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, tell me I'm fly hot, sexy, and beautiful. Or else you're actually an evil dog because I'm going through a breakup. I've got fucking clinical depression, you bitch. In the words of Jemay. That's who I've really felt like lately. Like Jemay from Private School Girl. Chris Lilly, if you will. I've felt like her so much these last couple months because there's this one episode where she's absolutely so fucking depressed something to do with the borders babes and them being lesbians um but she just was so upset and that's actually been me because she's so funny when she's upset and i could never relate more because when i'm depressed i'm suddenly hilarious call me gabriel Iglesias because i really am a comedian bars upon bars over here call me Nicki minaj literally i don't even know what i'm saying <laughs> Back on topic. So fast forward through the break to the break up in August. We had that week where she moved back and we both were just, we both agreed that things were different, too different to the point where we couldn't be together anymore. So we broke up and two days after we broke up, we had to go to a baby shower 
a baby shower of this girl that we had been best friends with in high school and like for lots of the early stages of our relationship like she's someone that like will just forever be in my life like even if we don't see each other every day or every year she's still one of them people that I have such love for as well she's pregnant and she's having a baby boy very excited for her but we had to go to her baby shower and mind you like we're we know the whole family we know the mum, the sisters the the brothers like we know everybody the dad we, we everyone everyone so going there we're broken up you're going to someone that you grew up with baby shower put that into perspective a couple of days after you broke up i am not one of them people that's like the universe fucking hates me i am one of them people but i don't want to come off as one of them people but if i was one of them people that was like oh my god everything's against me guys i would be like this is some sick fucking joke a sick joke that the universe is playing on me right now because how did i just break up with my long-term girlfriend of eight years two days ago and now i'm at this girl that we grew up with baby shower yeah put that in your pope and put that in your pope don't put anything in the pope hold on put that in your pipe and smoke it bitch like that's that's insane that's cruel it's a cruel comical joke and of course we went there like excited to you know see her pregnant like celebrate her having a baby like we're getting so old and i know i'm only 23 but we are genuinely getting to that stage in our lives where people are getting married and having kids and so scary because I'm still 15 at heart. <laughs> like, what has happened? Bitch, I blinked and now I'm in a breakup. Very crazy stuff. But we had to go to this a couple of days after we broke up and it was such a hard day. Like, it was already such a hard day and getting there was a challenge because I mentally was like, I can't go. Like, there's no way I can go. We just broke up two days ago. How am I going to go and celebrate somebody's happiness like I'm not happy like I'm actually so devastated where I don't even know how to be happy for someone else but you pull through and you go anyway because you got to be a good friend sometimes I'm not gonna cry I've got indigestion oh fuck me heartburn fucking sucks not as bad as a heartbreak though sponsored by heartbreaks.com.org.au I've been stuttering a lot today um I'm gonna say that's because I'm very emotional, but to be fair, I also drank a lot underage, so that might have done something. I'm going to attribute every time I stutter or mispronounce a word to underage drinking because it seems only appropriate. I feel like I'm, I I should be in one of them ads where they talk about underage drinking and they just have me talking normally because the way I would slur, stutter, and mumble every single sentence... Mm. It's quite, it's actually artistic of me. It's very artistic. (laughs) Oh, my days. Well, back to the breakup. So August comes along, broken up, went to the baby shower. And honestly, still going to the gym, still trying to work on myself in different ways. Because I came to the point of accepting that I was going through a breakup. Because for so much time... I was in denial. I was in denial and I was like, guys, it's fine. We're going to get back together. Like, I know it's going to happen. We're going to be fine. And I'm really, really thankful for the break. I truly am because I was so immature and so naive and just like had 
no regard for myself, which is stupid. Like, I should be my main priority at all times. And it's not selfish to put yourself first. It's actually what you should be doing in your life. Because, guys, one day you blink and then you're 23 and you're in a fucking eight-year relationship and you have no clue what the fuck you're doing with your life. It literally just comes out of nowhere. So just put yourself first always. Like, that's my biggest takeaway from this breakup. And I know they say people that are in breakups always seem really wise. It's truly because you start to see life from a whole different perspective like you either are the type of person who breaks up with someone and moves on straight away if that's you do not know who the fuck you think you are and how you can do that because it makes no sense to me like at least mourn the relationship bitch like don't move on so fast like if you've broken up with someone and then instantly you go fuck someone else how did that happen how did you slip and fall into that situation? That's what I need to know. Because I don't get that. <laughs> I really don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. How do you go fuck someone else straight away? Don't understand. Please, God, never let me experience that. You know what? The amount of times I've said, please, God, don't let me, it always happens. So let me just say, please, God, let it happen. Trying to outsmart Jesus. That's where I'm at. Trying to outsmart God. I'm actually Satan. (laughs) So, yeah, just like during that time I was in such denial. And I got to a place where I was finally accepting. And that was the, the moment that I was like asking for. Like every time I would cry because I'm a, I'm a crier. I cry at things all the time, but I'm not like emotional to the point where I will always cry. The only person who ever really saw me cry before, I guess, my close friends, because I didn't really cry in front of my close friends like that either, was my ex-girlfriend. She's the only one who ever really saw me broken down and bawling. So when you do that by yourself over and over again, you start to get to the point of like, I'm sick of fucking crying. Like, I just want to skip to when I'm happy. I just want to skip to when like, I've accepted that we're broken up because I'm so self-aware that when I was going through this and I like was in denial, I was self-aware enough to know like, Frank, you're potentially going to go through a breakup. Like you need to like start accepting things. You need to start having a different mentality about this. And I did. And I did. And I'm very thankful, like I said, for the break because it just showed me that I, I wasn't happy with who I was before. And like, I don't want to be an unhappy person. I don't want to, I don't want to like suddenly have a bunch of kids one day and like married. And then you figure out I'm unhappy and I've always been unhappy because that is devastating. It's devastating. And then you're not only just impacting your life, but like your kids' lives. And it's just, I, I'm happy it didn't ever get that far gone. Even though that's what I wanted, it's not what I needed. And I know that now. And when you get to a place of being able to say that, like it's what I wanted, not needed, you feel better. Because I was, guys, I was so down bad. (laughs) Oh my God. I remember I was sitting on my stairs and I was drinking, which another thing, like I'm not the type of person to drink by myself. I find that extremely sad. I've been drinking by myself, not as of recent, but I was at the start but like not drinking to drink, like drinking to get drunk. So I was sitting on my stairs, hella fucking drunk. Don't know how I didn't fall down that day. And I was just bawling, bawling and being like, talking to myself and being like, 
I need her. Like, I need her. I need this person. Like, she can't, like, we can't be broken up. It can't happen. But it did. Spoiler alert. It did, babes. Bless him. I wish I could go back and hug. I, I wish I could go back and hug Frank on the stairs because that night was so sad. Oh, that night was so sad. That was probably one of the hardest nights. The hardest nights I had through the break. I had like maybe four that stand out that were just so bad. That was one of them for sure. And I would say that's like number three out of the four if we were ranking them. So that was a hard night. I just wish I could go back and be like, Frank, you're going to be fine. Like you're not going to be completely fine, but you'll get to a better place. So I guess that's brings to me brings me to where I am today. So where am I today? Well, still best friends with my ex, which people give me shit for all the time. And like, let me tell you something. Like if you weren't friends with your ex prior to you guys dating, that's why you don't get this. And if you haven't been with someone for so long, your little six month relationships, when you break up with someone, I understand why you don't want to see that person anymore. You didn't really know that person. However, comma, you've been with someone for eight years and then suddenly one day you're okay with never ever seeing them again and like cut them off cold turkey and like you've got to go no contact. That's not me. I'm not that person. I tried to be that person, but it's just not me. I can't do that. Like when I love you, I love you. Like, and it doesn't matter what has happened. Like I still want you to know that I love you and not in a love bombing sort of way. (laughs) like in a toxic, scary way, in a like, we can still have good times, even though we're going through all of this bad shit, because like, I had the best times of my life so far with this person, so one day that doesn't change, like, it doesn't just suddenly all go away, like all the good memories you had with this person, like, I'm done with explaining why I'm still so close with my ex, because it's honestly no one's business, no one's concerns, and I've gotten comments like in real life, in real time about it from people that I just truly don't think have ever experienced love in a, I don't just like love my parents and my sisters. Like I am in love with someone who is not my family and it's a genuine true love. Because if you've experienced genuine true love, you will understand why you want to stay friends with your ex after you break up. And it's not in a like, It's not, you know, like, oh my God, I'm still holding this person there just in case things change for me. No, like, it's just because I love them as a person. I love her as a person and I love her, period. So, very close with her still and I'm in such a better mental state than I was, honestly, to be expected, than I was in May. I have so much more resilience. I have so much more determination to, like, do better in my life and, like, do more with myself. I've been so consistently working on things that make me happy. And there was a big, big part of this whole last six, seven months that I was just going to stop posting. Like I was going to stop posting. I was never going to like address why, like I was just going to disappear. And there's a part of me that wants to know what that would have felt like, because okay, a mysterious life, I, I am mad at it. I can never live it because I like to overshare, um, but I'm not mad at it. So maybe one day, maybe one day, if I have like Kim K money, then possibly. 
yeah, Kim K money. And then I disappear off the face of the earth, delete all my socials, delete my address from anything. Like just absolutely would be isolated from the world. Like with my love, er, if I ever find love again, guys, <laughs> too soon, too soon, too soon. I made myself upset. Um, but I, there was a big portion where I was like, I'm never going to address what's happened. I'm never going to address this breakup. I'm never going to say anything. I'm just going to stop posting and that's it, Bob's your uncle. Obviously didn't do that. I was posting here and there. Hence why people were starting to figure out that I potentially had broken up with my girlfriend. Um, but in such a better place where I feel more determined to stay true to the things that truly make me happy. Like as cringy and as, you know, shallow as it sounds posting online makes me happy like it it genuinely feeds my inner child who just always wanted to have people that understood me and I think for so long because I had that in my relationship like it wasn't something that I necessarily just looked to the internet for because I always had that there as well but I've now been able to like it's going to sound so bad. If I start crying, please don't laugh at me and don't comment shit. Like, I already know it's a bit embarrassing. But, like, I found I found it in myself now. Like, I actually really can sit back and be like, I, like, I love myself. Like, and I, I, I'm very determined to get things for myself that I want. Like, I'm, I'm ready to put me first and just focus on making myself happy. And I'm very, guys, I know I keep saying I'm so grateful, but I am so grateful for this breakup because it's taught me so much about myself. Like it's allowed me to figure out who I am in some ways. Like I still don't know the big picture. I don't know who the fuck this big fat bitch that I see in the mirror every day is, but I'm learning to, and I've learned so much about who I am and what I like and my morals and like everything through the breakup so I'm just very grateful today the 24th or the 25th is the 25th I think I said it earlier I think it's the 25th yeah the 25th <laughs> of October 2023 I'm very grateful for where I am today I feel like I'm I'm a survivor guys I'm talking about my traumatic story about being locked up in a basement for many many years no I'm just very grateful <laughs> oh so today I'm happier, I'm more resilient, I'm a lot stronger than I was, and I have a lot more mental clarity, and I've given myself so much more grace, like I was so hard on myself for not snapping back immediately when everything started, and like being upset for having days where I did nothing, and feeling like I was just wasting time, but I have just so much more understanding for who I was, and what I was going through, like I'm not as hard on myself these days when I have really hard mental health days because this I've always felt like I had depression and I always knew that I dealt with stress in abnormal ways like and I, I knew that I could get into extreme depressions but never until this did I know that I could get lower than what I thought was my lowest so I've just got a lot more understanding of who I was and why I was doing the things I was doing. And I'm not so hard on myself these days when I have a bad mental health day. And I feel a lot more 
I guess, okay with telling people that I'm not okay. Whereas you could have asked me a year ago if I was okay. And I literally could have just been, I don't know, fucking gang banged in the ass by the universe. Like absolutely fucked over completely. Whole life ruined. And I would have been like, I'm fine. I'm all good. Everything's fine over here. I'm, I'm living my best life. That was my thing. Everyone that knows me knows I used to say this. Be like, I'm just living my best life. No, you weren't. <laughs> no, you weren't, sir. Shut the fuck up because you're going to be very embarrassed in a couple years when you realize you weren't. So I'm just, yeah, I'm in a lot more of, I guess, a, a better version of me today than who I was at the start of this year. And I'm very happy for that. I'm very understanding of who I was and what I was going through. And I'm very okay with what I went through. And look, the breakup in the end was a mutual thing where I felt like I got to the place of, I don't want this either anymore. Like, and it's not because I don't love you as a person or like love this. I just don't, I don't need to be in a relationship right now when like, the main person that needs attention is me. Like I need to focus on me and I can't give my attention to you anymore. Like, and it's just not going to happen because I'm so focused on getting myself to my best level. Like I want to look back in a year from now and see this podcast and be like, whoa, like you didn't even see this shit happening for you, but like you did. And like, you're finally okay. And you just are so much you're so much more of the person who you're meant to be and not who you were settling for. And that's exciting. That stuff's exciting. (laughs) Oh, geez. This has been fucking emotional, huh, guys? Should we tell a funny story really quickly? What's happened to me that's funny? Oh, actually, you know, a funny story about this jacket. This jacket right here. Got this from Universal. Got it from my parents for my birthday. And I never wore it. I never wore it because... It's leather. And when I was bigger, anything leather really was pushing it. I had a pair of leather pants, faux leather pants, that I would wear and always feel like a massive fat cow in. Like, I never felt great wearing them. And I look back at photos, and it's really hard to not bully yourself when you used to be bigger because when you feel, I guess, better about your body... um, you look back at who you were and you're angry at them. Like, you're like, why weren't you trying back then to better yourself? Why were you staying up to like three in the morning, going out and getting Maccas and like devouring it within minutes, like literally inhaling it? Why were you doing that? So it's hard to look back and be like, oh my God, I'm so fine with who he was because I wasn't. And I'm in a place now where I am. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start wearing this leather jacket. I put it on and I'm like, what am I feeling? What is, what is this feeling? Cause like there was something crimpled up inside the jacket underneath the underlayer, the underlayer, the underlayer of this jacket. Like, you know, the lining thing here, there was something in there and I'm like, I was feeling it and it was like crunchy. I'm like, this feels like paper. Then I went through a whole, whole rabbit hole of, oh my God, what if someone has wrote a note when they were making this jacket, they've put it in the lining of it. And now I'm feeling it. And now I'm going to pull out this fucking paper and it's going to be like, come help me. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And it's going to be like, I'm going to have to call John Wick. And I didn't even know how to get this man's number. Like, what am I supposed to do? So I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm like, what is this? The only way to get it was to break the jacket. So I folded it up now, but underneath here, guys, there's a massive hole. 
So I'm pulling things out of there and I feel it and it's paper. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be a note. I'm so scared. What do I do? Do I call the police? I pull the note out. I go to open it and I see XL. Mm, what do you mean XL? What do you mean, babes? Extra large? Oh, okay. The jacket size. Cool. I'm flipping around. I'm looking for something that's like alarming. It was nothing. <laughs> it was a size guide. Literally, it was like the stencil for when they cut this fucking material out that they sewed into the jacket. Like they sewed it in for no reason. For no reason. It served no purpose. It was like off, like the all the off cut threads, the, like the inside threads were stuck to it. So they accidentally must have like, I guess, threaded or sorry, sewed over the fucking, the, what do they call it? There's an actual name for the thing I'm thinking of, the stencil, no, the, you have to have your, I'm going to, it's going to come to me, guys, don't even fucking say it, I've got it in my head, you have to have your, um, fuck, what is it called, Jesus, I'm going to be thinking about this all night, what is it called, what is it called, what is it called, I'm going to get three points for, okay, wait, 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 I'm going to lock in, okay, and this is for 50 points if I get it right, I'm going to say, that it's a pattern. Yes, it's a pattern. Oh, love myself. The pattern, um, you know, the paper thing that they like put on the material, then they cut out the shape and shit that was sewed on the inside. So I pulled it out. I was very scared and I was like, oh, okay, I'm very dramatic because why did I think this was going to be a note saying, come help me, please help me. So dramatic, really, really self-absorbed sometimes. Like, why would I get that note? Out of all people in this world, why would I get it? But then again, why wouldn't I get it? Because all the worst shit happens to me. Quite personally, I'm sick of it, babes. I was going to burp, but it didn't come out. Wait. Nope, it's just indigestion again. <sighs> Fuck me. Well, <laughs> that's it, babes. I'm very, I'm very happy and relieved that this is out now because I'm not going to lie to you. There's been a lot of things that I've held back from talking about on TikTok, specifically TikTok. Because I know that if I brought it up, then it uh, it just bargains more questions. More people want to know things. So I, I just, I, I've strayed away from saying so many things or telling so many stories. Because honestly, lots of funny stories <laughs> to tell about this breakup. And like funny nights that I had where I was just crying or like recording myself for the purpose of watching it back later. And watching it back that night just to cry more. Like that's so it's such a frank thing to do. So I just haven't shared them stories, but I probably will now that this is going to be out there. So yeah, I feel so relieved. I'm very happy and I'm very thankful and grateful again that my ex actually told me to do this. So I told her, look, I'm going to have to do something at some point, but I don't want to. So I probably won't. I think I'm going to stop posting. And she just pulled me out of that and was like, just go tell what's happened. I know that you won't ever say anything bad about me. Like I'm fine with you talking about it. So truly I would have never said or made this podcast unless she was a hundred percent comfortable with it. And she is. So therefore I am, um, not because she is, I'm not trying to get the validation from her saying it, but I'm more comfortable to say this because it doesn't just involve me. And I, the last thing I want is for people to just go find her and like message her. Cause she's not, when I tell you she's not online, she's not online. That's just not her. So please, please, guys, be kind. Um, 
look, I know that everything comes with hate these days. There's so much anger and hatred in this world. So I've mentally prepared myself for the comments that I'm going to be facing in saying that though. Please, if you see these comments, there is no need to like them. (laughs) Oh, this is so sad. But there's no need to sit there and like them and just like, I guess, bask in the joy of someone else being taken down. Like, if someone comments on this video, because there's definitely going to be some sort of comment on the Clips channel, on my Instagram channel, on this, where I post the podcast, my YouTube, there's going to be a comment or two being like, bro, aren't you gay? That's fine. There is nothing, when I tell you there is nothing wrong with being gay, there's nothing wrong with being gay. I've just heard it so much in my life that it's water off a duck, water off a duck's back truly. It does not defend me. I actually kind of feel like it's a compliment. Like, so you think that I dress nice. You think all the stereotypical things about me. Like you actually think that I'm this fit, sexy fucking gym rat who dresses amazing. Love that. I love that. But I don't like it when it's used to be like, bro, I knew he was gay. That's why they broke up. That truly is so evil. So evil. So evil. And why I haven't really wanted to share so soon. And I waited three months to make anything about it. So just please be kind. Please, please be kind. And I know there's going to be, you might have questions about things that I haven't necessarily clarified 100%. I honestly may not give the answer, and that is truly because it's between me, myself, and her. So, God bless. I shared what I'm comfortable with. Leave it at that, babes. As we go on, I'm like an onion. You know, I'm going to unfold my layers. You're going to see how steamy hot they make your eyeballs. Like, it's going to be fine. There'll be other points where we talk about sad shit, and you will understand, and you'll have the full story, babes. Stuff like this, though. Yeah, there's a couple of facts that are kept in the vault. For eternity. For eternity. So, thank you for watching my podcast. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, make sure to give us a fat five-star rating. And also, if you're going through a breakup, this sounds so cheesy and it sounds like I'm fishing for engagement, talk to me about it. Please talk to me about it because there's been creators that I also know that are going through breakups that I've reached out to and we've had lovely conversations. Really, truly, like people that, you know, we follow each other, but we're not close. So you're like, how do you talk to this person that's also going through a breakup about what you're going through when they're going through such a similar situation? You reach out, you have a conversation and it feels great. I felt so relieved after these conversations with certain creators. So please, please, please reach out to me. It means the world to me. And, you know, leave us a fat review for how sexy I look today. How about that? How about we start getting into the fact that I'm a fashion boy? Absolutely. I am the new up-and-coming it boy. Truly am. I'm saying it today. In a couple years' time, in at least a year from now, I will have modeled for a brand or I will have walked a a runway. No joke. And I know that every influencer says this. No joke, I will. I'm telling you, I know it. I feel it in my bones heavily. So, yeah, leave me a review for being sexy. Thanks. Um, Also... Follow us on YouTube. Literally, like and subscribe, guys. Like and fucking subscribe. It is not that hard. It is free. I don't know why you wouldn't. Why wouldn't you want to watch the visual of this? If you don't watch the visual, all you get to hear is my high squeaky voice. You don't get to see the hot exterior that goes along with it. 
And that's quite rude. That's quite fake of you. Fake fans. <laughs> Am I just going to bully my audience into liking me? I don't know if that works. I remember back in the day, people used to do that and Loki worked. Like I remember when Shane Dawson would refer to his fans and be like, you guys are all so gross. I'd be sitting there being like, I'm gross because Shane Dawson told me I'm gross. Now it's like, babes, you're calling me gross. You fuck your cat. So yeah, make sure you follow me on YouTube and Instagram. Guys, I'm telling you, my Instagram be popping these days. I'm very slutty on there. I truly am. I live like my OnlyFans, my OF lifestyle on my Instagram. Truly, because like I have my hand in my pants. I be pulling my stomach out. I be showing lots of skin on there. I have my titties out one day. Like you just can't play with this. I really don't know who I am. Like I, I, I'd be putting lots of skin out there, which is something I never would have done before. So it's true what they say. You break up with someone, you become a slut. Wow. Um, <laughs> so yeah, make sure you do that. And then follow the podcast, guys. That's probably the biggest thing you should be doing on Instagrams, on the TikToks. Follow the clips pages at the Let's Be Frank podcast across all platforms. Great. Anything else I need to plug? Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, let's leave it with a fun fact. I, I did have a bunch of stories lined up for today because today, the 25th of October, lots of exciting things have happened. One, Britney Spears dropped her book. I can't fucking wait to read that. Two, skims for men. Kim K had three fucking sexy athletes up in men's underwear. Not one fat guy though. <laughs> My one pet peeve, you've got big girls for your inclusive skims range. Okay. Where is the big boys at? Not the thick boys, not the muscle big boys. Like, where are the truly big boys with the man titties and the love handles? I need to see that, Kimberly Kardashian. Thank you so very much. And there's other shit. What else is going on? Nicki Minaj pushed her album back again. God bless. Um, there's so many things. So, like, if you get an extra podcast episode this week, I don't know if I will because, guys, relax. I'm only one person. But um, if you do... It's genuinely going to be dedicated to hot topics. I think I have one episode coming up where it's just hot topics. I also have a really exciting guest coming up as well. So stay tuned for that. You're going to like what you see, guys. Make sure your notifications are on for this. And we'll end it on a fun fact about me. Fun fact about me, I shit my pants in a Kmart one time. Um, I've told this story, I think, before on TikTok. But if you're new to the podcast and you're new to YouTube... Here's this little inside tea for you. Um, I once shit myself at Kmart. Yeah. Barclay Square Kmart, guys, in Brunswick. Shit myself there back when it was like a 24-hour Kmart. It used to be 24 hours. I was there really late at night with my nonna, my mum, my cousin, and my little sister Mia. Tiana wasn't in the picture yet. And I needed shit so bad. I kept telling my mum, mum, I need to shit. But she was too busy looking at fucking bras and shit. So I just let loose. I said, nah, babes. I need to go. Like, if you're not going to take me to the bathroom when I've requested, I'm going to shit here at Kmart. To be fair, I had a habit of always needing to shit. So every time I would tell them, they were just over it. They're like, okay, we get it. You always need to shit. What's brand new? So I shit my pants in the brows and underwear section in Kmart. Yeah. And I turned to my nonna before the shitting of the pants happened and said, nonna, I need to go. And she's like, just pull your pants down and shit here. Sorry. You want me to shit in the aisle? It's bad enough I'm about to do it in my pants. You want me to pull my pants down and let it flop on the floor? Funny lady. Very, very funny woman. So, fun fact about me, I guess. 
Love you guys. Until next time, stay classy. Go out and just do something for yourself. And if you're also going through a breakup, I'm going to leave you with, when people tell you it gets better, I know you want to punch them in the face. I did as well. I still do when people tell me that. You need to start telling yourself that. Tell yourself that it's going to get better one day. One day I'm going to get past this and I'm going to be so happy. Tell yourself that. Don't let other people tell you because it doesn't mean shit when they say it. When you tell yourself and you start to feel like it is, that's when you're going to start to feel okay again. So just take care of yourself. And if you're going through a breakup, I feel you. I see you. I hope you feel seen right now. And I'm just really excited for this new journey, this single journey. I'm in my single era. Wow. I haven't been single my whole life. I literally have never been single. This is going to be really, really exciting. (laughs) Okay. That's all, I guess. Bye, guys. (laughs)